And now it's Geico's Motorcycle Rules of the Road. Before you ride, make sure your mirrors are clean and adjusted properly. And if you're going on a group ride, make sure the lead biker knows where they're going. Uh, Ed, quick question. Where are you taking us? Oh, I have no idea. Well, am I the leader? <laughs> because I was uh, following that dude with the red helmet. Where, Where is he? And the rule to saving on motorcycle insurance is, in 15 minutes, Geico could save you 15% or more. I guess maybe since October, definitely November, we've heard all the tunes on the radio stations and the malls. But one stands out, Home for the Holidays. How appropriate that we hear about that one today. You get the picture. David, great intentions, the unifier of Israel. He, he has a great palace, and he wants to do God a favor. He wants to build God a palace, a temple. So he has all these plans in mind. And Nathan, there's always a prophet in the royal household, Nathan comes to him and says, are you kidding me? You're going to build God a house. Oh, yeah, I'm going to build him a great house, and, and the temple will be wonderful, and people will come from all over the world to this temple. And Nathan, don't forget, Nathan is speaking through God. Come on, you've got to be kidding me. You're going to build God a house. You're going to build a house for the one who rescued your people from Babylon. You're going to build a house for the one who rescued your people through the desert. You're going to build a house for the one who stands up for you whenever you have something wrong and stands on your right side and gives you... You're going to build a house for God. It's not going to happen. David. That's basically the first reading. Of course, it's modified in 21st century language and, and a little twist. But that's basically the message. And what happens? So, eventually his son, Solomon, as you know, builds the great temple. But God focuses on what the intentions of David are. And he doesn't use house from the perspective of bricks and mortar, he uses house from the perspective of family lineage. I'm going to establish your house and your family, and it will never end. Well, that's, that's great. Could you imagine what, what his attitude was? Whoa, this is great. But how can that be? As we hear in the New Testament, nothing is impossible for God. So he builds, and, he, and, and of course, Nathan tells in reflection with David, tells him, I will take care of your people, I will dwell with you, I will watch over you. And they longed for that. People of Israel longed for that. Generations. As a matter of fact, Paul, in, in the second reading today, uh, calls that a great secret. The fact that he promised something that would happen, he promised that his family lineage would go on forever. He promised that his family and his Lord and his king, 
the summit of that family, the fruit of the tree of Jesse, you might say, will live forever, will conquer everyone who gets in his way, and will always be available to you. So, and Paul refers to that in the letter of his Romans as a secret. It was kept quiet until, and you heard it today, in the reading from Luke, that beautiful reading in which, I don't know what an angelos looks like. We know an angelos means a messenger of God. And the angelos comes to Mary. God had his eye on Mary. You ever hear that song, the other Christmas carol, Mary, Did You Know? And, and the, the singer is talking to Mary. Did you know that the kid you're going to have in your womb is going to be special? Did you know that when you kiss this kid's cheeks, you're kissing the cheeks of God? It all gets fulfilled. And she's shocked. The Angelus comes to her and says, Mary, you've been chosen to be the Son of God in the flesh. Now go to the temple. Go to the idea of Nathan and David and the intention of building a building, a temple, to house God. God has this different idea. He's going to dwell in flesh. He's going to come to the earth, not in a building, although we've built tons of buildings in honor of God. He's going to come to the earth and dwell in Mary and take flesh in her womb and be born of Mary. And that's going to be his house on earth, Mary's womb. And that's what's going on today in the Holy Scriptures. And thank God we have Luke. He, he really keeps us... He keeps us focused on our origins as Christians. I often say, you know, without Luke, you'd have no Christmas, right? You realize that. Because none of the other Gospels, we refer, I'll refer to that tomorrow in, the, in Christmas homily, but none of the other, other Gospels talk about the little bambino that we have in the, under the tree, usually the little stable. They don't, they don't, they're not concerned about that. Luke, Luke is, but we'll talk more about that tomorrow. So Luke does something else for us today. He gives us a little insight, basically the kind of confusion you and I would have if God came to us. Keep that if word over here because God does come to us. But what is the confusion? How can this be? How can I have a baby? I'm, I'm a young girl. I'm not even married. I, don't have a, I have a boyfriend, but we're not engaged. You know, we're not going to yet. We haven't married. That, that, that. She goes on and on. The angels say, hey, power of the Holy Spirit will be upon you. And the power of God will give you life. And the power of God will allow you to be the new home on earth of his son. And his son will be Jesus. The name means Savior. Another word for the Salvatore the Savior of the world. And Mary, she goes through it in her head, and as you and I would have to discern any, any message we get from someone. But, but put it in context. A message you get from someone was with people yesterday, and what he was saying about his wife is, when I saw her, I knew she would be my, be my wife. He was well into his upper 20s or maybe 30s, he says, when I saw her, I knew this one would be my wife. 
that kind of connection was going on there. We all have that in our lives. We all have the click. And Mary had that click. Sorry, Mary, for saying it so mundanely, but she had that instinct, that response, that openness, that this is going to happen. And what does she say? I'm the handmaiden of the Lord. That sounds pretty. I don't know if you even know what a handmaiden is, okay? She's more than a lady-in-waiting. A handmaiden is a servant. And the Greek word, slave. I'm God's slave. You, 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 you tell God, fine, what, whatever he wants is okay with me. I'm the handmaiden of the Lord. Let it be done to me according to your word. And Luke reminds us, Jesus begins the conception within the heart and womb of Mary. And that's how he starts the journey to us. And now I have another question about another house. Coming home for the holidays. We're people. We live in this world. Are we preparing ourselves? Are we preparing the house within us for God to be born? He came once in the flesh and constantly invites us to open ourselves up to accept him and make our lives his home. Oh, and, you know, we still celebrate by giving each other gifts. It's wonderful. It's, it's great. It continues the joy of the nativity. But the idea of giving one another gifts to celebrate the original birth of Jesus Christ is that we keep celebrating his presence within us. We keep celebrating what he has given us, hope, salvation, beyond what we see in the world, hope, eternal life, promise to be with us always, promise to take care of us always, not make us rich, not build big houses for us, but keeps us holy, keeps us heart and, and our hearts secure, to know that we're not alone in this world, no matter what the ups and downs of life give us, he's there with us. And that's what Mary found out. You think it was easy for an unmarried woman in a little town to be pregnant one day? But Joseph came forward, Holy Spirit and, and the angel Gabriel told Joseph, don't be afraid, this one's okay. She's been chosen by God. So you've got to keep going. Now, you're not going to get an angel necessarily. We're not going to get angels from heaven with spiritual functionings, but... The Spirit of God is already with us because we've been baptized into his body. So we're available to hear the voice of God in our prayer, in our consciousness, at night. When we pray, when we dream, when we sleep, he's available to us. And as we celebrate the fourth Sunday of Advent, we look to, let's look to coming home for the holidays. God coming home in us for the holidays. And what do we need to do? We need to give him light. We need to give him a smile. We need to give him forgiveness. We need to give him patience. We need to give him some prayer time. We need to maintain a positive attitude. Oh, oh, is that, is that for God coming into us? For us to be recept receptive of God. For us to be bearers of the Son of God our faith. Yes, 
These attitudes are mandatory. Why? Because we achieve God through communion with our family, with our friends, with those who are in need. And that's how we can be a place of welcoming for God, with our patience, with our forgiveness. Oh, give all the gifts you want to give, but if you don't give the gifts to each other with love and patience and understanding, why bother? Go buy your own gifts. You don't need them that much. Because don't forget, we're celebrating the original birth of Christ as we give gifts to each other. And with those gifts, not ribbons, not paper, not foil, nothing. Patience, understanding, love, sharing, humility. Mary was given a choice. Yes or no, Mary, basically. And she said yes. She opened herself up to God, literally opened herself up to God. The invitation is ours. As we commemorate the fourth candles, the fourth Sunday of Advent, on the brink of Christmas, are we open? Every one of us has to ask ourselves, are we open to the real presence? Not P-R-E-S-E-N-T-S. P-R-E-N-C-E-S. Are we open up to the real presence of the birth of Jesus within us as we give love and share his life with each other? I can't say Merry Christmas yet. Tomorrow is Merry Christmas. But I can say keep preparing and be open. If you've got an insurance question, you could talk to a dentist, but instead of filling you in on ways to save on your policies, he'd probably be too busy filling in that loose crown. Or you could talk to your local Geico agent, who will use their expertise to polish up your policies, from home and auto to renters, motorcycle, boat, and RV too. So while, yes, your dentist can save your smile, your Geico agent could save you money, which will make you use that smile a whole lot more. To find a Geico agent near you, visit geico.com local. Your favorite things feel made for you. Your education should too. University of Maryland Global Campus, formerly University of Maryland University College, was made to serve the military and working adults like you. Today, we continue that tradition by offering frequent start dates so you can get started with convenient online learning that fits your schedule, by recognizing your accomplishments with credits you can earn for what you know, by providing no-cost online resources replacing most textbooks because a college education can fit your budget too, and with no SAT or GRE required for most programs. University of Maryland Global Campus, made for you. Last year, we awarded more than $15 million in scholarships to qualified students, including community college students, service members, veterans, and working adults just like you. Discover how we can make your education and your goals for the future a reality. Visit us at umgc.edu. That's umgc.edu. Certified to operate in Virginia by CHEV.